task here that I just made. Let's see. Um, what did I write here? Caring, uh, adventurous, confident, and creative. So, uh, serious, funny, uh, caring, and hardworking. Let's do the back. I have, not, I have a feeling that this is going to help uh, add depth to the layers of the front. So, I have restless, worried, and passive-aggressive. <laughs> they resonate. They resonate. They resonate a lot. So, I'll let you go first. What, what, are, what is in either one of them, one of them that you want to go into yeah i mean i think like the one that feels most uncomfortable to share is the <laughs> passive aggressive <laughs> like i don't really like to label myself that way but i recognize that it's and you know it's it's definitely one of those things like it's there's a real side of like i think being the the happy guy that like is very caring and wants the best for everyone else and sometimes we'll like push stuff under the rug in order to like make other people feel good. Welcome to the Taking Out the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch and I'm really glad you joined us. Today's guest is Adam Rosendahl. Um, Adam is a friend and he's the CEO of Late Night Art. Late Night Art is an incredible experience. Um, I've had the opportunity to go to several of them live. I've, I've volunteered at some. Um, and now that he's doing the work virtually, it is being able to spread in so many more parts of the world. Um, as you know, we don't talk much about work on this podcast, but it's really going to be connected to the creativity of how the Million Mask movement started. Um, so I'm glad you have come to this show. Um, we talk about uh, the the War of Art, the book by Stephen Pressfield. We talk about uh, Julia Cameron's uh, The Artist's Way. We talk about creativity and sometimes the blocks that get in our way of being people who may not believe we're creative or we want to be creative, but we have these blocks. And uh, Adam has an amazing way of helping people break through that. I'm really glad that you've gotten to be a part of this show today. And um, what you're going to hear is um, just two men coming together, trying to run organizations, but doing the best we can to deal with our own masks and the things that get in our way. And so if you haven't yet had a chance to make a mask, I invite you to go to 100kmasks.com. That's 100kmasks.com and create your own mask and be a part of this journey of masks, uh, this million masks that we plan to collect from around the world. If you, have, if you meet somebody and you want to have a deeper connection with them, maybe invite them to make a mask. And if you all have a conversation, please let us know. Tell us how that conversation went. We would love to hear about it. Thank you so much for being a part of the Million Mask Movement and the Taking Out the Mask podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so glad that you're here with us today, Adam. Thank you for being here. Yeah, so good to be here with you, Ashanti. Man, we've been, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. It's, it's fun to make it happen. We have, and we've been meaning to get together lately. You know, we've been, uh, but you know, before I jump in, let me just have you introduce yourself. We, we like our guests to introduce themselves and tell the audience what you want them to know about you, what, uh, you know, just who, who are you? And then, uh, we'll definitely make some time at the end so you can share what ways they can stay in touch with you or whatever. But, uh, let us, let us know who you are. Okay, cool. So uh, my name is Adam Rosendahl. I live in Oakland. And um, let's see, 
how would I identify myself right now? I, I've always identified as an artist um, since I was a little kid. I, I just started using the, the term creative entrepreneur. You know, I started a, a business about nine years ago. That's um, kind of an intersection of my love for the arts, for music, for bringing people together, for um, connecting people across differences and bringing creativity into spaces that need it. So that's, that's a big part of my identity is being a facilitator, being an artist, being a, a DJ and a music curator. Um, I'm also the, the son of um, uh, a parent who's, who's passed on. I'm, um, I'm some, one way I identify right now also is just someone who's, who, who lives a lot in their head and is really working on getting more into my heart, uh, following my intuition and just being more in that space of, I know what I need to know and I don't need to overthink it. Oh, yeah. Well you, well, you know, that's what the mask is about, right? The mask is about us taking that journey from head to heart and being able to recognize that there's so much more going on with each of us than anybody could ever know, you know? Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I guess one other thing to share, the, the name of my organization is called Late Night Art, you know, it was started in Oakland and has been active for about 10 years now, um, leading events and workshops inside of companies, universities, organizations, uh, but really with this strong connection of similar to you taking off the mask, being creating spaces where we could humanize each other. And the way I do that is using, using the arts. Um, and I have created this method and this process to help people to kind of put down their armor and um, yeah, treat each other as human beings and really surprise each other with uh, their humanity and with all the different sides that they don't normally show. That's it. Well, you know, so everyone knows I have been to Late Night Art a couple of times. I've been as a participant. I've been as a volunteer. So I've been um, in that space. So, you know, Adam and I do know each other from before. And, and, and also one of the things I was saying is that, you know, we've been trying to get together for our time of radical self-care. You know, we, we created, um, I learned from this uh, professor at uh, Dr. Sean Ginwright. And he talked about radical self-care as being this, why does self-care have to be radical? Why isn't it like normal that we take time and take care of ourselves? And one of the things that um, I remember when I told Adam about that concept, we were like, well, let's just do it. So we started making a commitment that once a month we were going to do it. And, you know, his schedule busy, my schedule busy. We just started making a commitment to getting together. But also it was like, if, if, I, if we make it a schedule and someone has to cancel, the other person still has to go. Right. Yeah. And another person, I think we got away from that over this last 2020. So we haven't, and, and, you know, we haven't been able to go out to eat or do the things we used to do. And so we, uh, and the last one I missed at the beach, like you went to the beach and I was supposed to meet you there. And so I, we, we have, we have some catching up to do in a Absolutely. lot of ways. I think people often got a kick out of me talking about, you know, two men who are good friends going to the foot spa and taking the time guys who are packed busy schedules who run their own businesses to go take that time to get their get their foot rubbed and <laughs> release the stress you know so. oh well imagine even like right now right and so we're talking about this podcast called taking off the mask i i was talking around it because i was not even i was like i'm not gonna tell this right now that i go <laughs> so right on thank you for going there <laughs> I was like, I'm not telling them nothing. Like, um, so it's, it's a con it's a constant dance between this mask and 
where, when do I decide I want to let it off and what parts of the mask do I take off? Right. Oh so, yeah. Oh then, yeah. Yeah. There it is. There, yeah. that's, that's a big part of it. Well, you know, th this, this, this episode, this show is really about giving us a space to do that. We've, it's not really an interview. This is a, a space for men to come together, you know, and you and I, we really have open conversations, but this is a mass day. So we get to share our masks together and, you know, whether we've shared them before in Hive or just having deep conversations or in men's circles, like today we get to do it um, in, in this kind of way where others will hear it. So thank you mm -hmm. for being a part today. Yeah, thanks for being part of this movement around helping men do this, Ashanti. I, I appreciate it so much. Um, thank you, man. Yeah. Well, the way we do the show is since you've already made your mask and I made mine, then we're going to just jump in. That's how, that's how it starts. All right. And uh, the, the, since the guest always gets to choose who goes first. So either you go first or I go first. And we'll just have you just, um, if, you're gonna, if you go first, just read the front. And then um, I'll read the front. And then we'll talk about it a little bit. And then we can go to the back. So who, you decide who goes first. Sure. Okay. Um, no, I, I could jump in. Okay. All right. All right. I got, got my mask here that I just made. Let's see. Um, what did I write here? Caring, uh, adventurous, confident, and creative. Ooh-wee. All right. All right. So I'll, I'll share my front and then, um, then we can talk about it. So let me get a good light situation there. Okay. Boom. So, uh, Serious, funny, uh, caring, and hardworking. And yeah, so those are the four. I mean, it was, it was you know, three or four, whatever. I wrote four. So that's where it is right now. And um, yeah, are, are there any on the front you, you would like to talk about? You like any of, any of them or you want to give more context to? Sure. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting that we both wrote down the word caring. But I and I see both of us that way. And so when I thought about it, you know, it's it's something that I openly show and that I feel a lot is that I I care really deeply. Um, I care about the work I'm doing, the impact I'm having, the people in my life. Sometimes I think I care too much uh, around like how people other people are doing. And sometimes I become too invested in, in them um, feeling good or being happy or, you know, um, with some a little bit of a sacrifice for myself. So, I mean, there's, but I do think it's a beautiful quality as a man, like for both of us. And I see you that way too, Ashanti is like really invested in other people's success and happiness and well-being. And I feel that way with the people in my life. I'm really, I really deeply care about them. You know, I think about it a lot, like friends, community, colleagues, um, clients, family, like relationship. Um, my, my life, I feel like it's, there's like a circle of people around me and I'm always thinking about the people who are, who are kind of holding me up and I'm doing my best to also care for them. Um, yeah. So that feels like a really important one just mm -hmm. in general, but also right now. Um, yeah. And then, so confident. Um, I, I think that this is this, um, you know, when I look at pictures of me as a little kid, like, it's just like pure like mischief and confidence. Like there's a picture that I look at where I'm like, like spraying a hose in a backyard where, where I grew up in Berkeley Hills. And it's just like the straight like mischievous little boy, like spraying a hose all over everything and just like loving it, you know? 
And I think that that kind of confidence I've carried on. Um, and I have, I do have this sense of um, recognizing that the work I'm doing is really important. And, and so I think I have seen the level of um, the impact and the, the kind of what, what happens when, um, yeah, when I'm able to do something and people actually feel like there's some healing that's happening or there's some like transformation that's happening between people. And so I have a confidence in my work and um, yeah, and I think there's like a pride in that too of like, you know, well, this is important and you know, like, uh, like y'all need me, <laughs> you know, like, like for like uh, spaces that I deem as like uh, stale, dry or stagnant or boring or, or like really like riddled with, um, you know, challenges and like un like un places that don't feel psychologically safe like um i do have a sense of confidence of like what i'm doing can really help so that's that's something i i think i'm pretty open about and i carry with me um, yeah man it's really beautiful i think i like really what resonated with the caring too is what i mean even going to the confident is that so i so i wrote caring also and caring is new caring is um I heard um, the first time it really resonated with me, Dan Doty said caring. And I was like, why do I never say caring? I've, I've made hundred, you can say a hundred masks. I've definitely made more, but you just say I made a hundred masks. I've never written caring on the front. I don't know mm. why it's, it's absolutely me. It's absolutely what I try and show people. Sure. Like, why do I never write it? Why do I never, why do I never, and maybe I, I go, I have these go-to words I go to and I'm like, well, maybe I need to just start exploring a new, a new set of words. Right. Like, and maybe that's part of it. But when I heard it, I'm like, I need to start writing that. So I, I literally write it, I've written it every time since, because I believe it. I just don't, I don't, it doesn't name it. And I think the other two kind of cover it up serious and hardworking, right? Like, Serious and hardworking looks very different as a boss than it does as a, a mentor, right? And I, and I experienced that this week, right? With one of a young man who was in between jobs. He, you know, came into work for us for a couple of, well, ideally for a couple of weeks as he's looking for the next job. And, <laughs> and he wasn't even going to make it a week, right? Because like what I, what I am as a mentor, I'm really caring. I'm, I try and be funny. Um, but I'm also serious, you know, I'm also, I care about a lot, but when I'm in a, when I'm in a boss role, I'm, I'm more serious and hardworking than I am funny or caring. Right. And I noticed that with him, like, I think he was in shock that I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, what's, what's going on? Why, why are you sitting there doing nothing? You know? <laughs> and it was like, I think that maybe the way I asked it, because when I'm in this, when I'm in work mode, I'm really serious, right? This is like, this is not, this is fun for me because I like the work I do, but this is serious for me, right? Because we're talking about people's lives and I, I take it all, I try not to take it too serious, but I take it really serious. I take it that if, as much, as much hard work we have to do to bring in fundraising, donations, people, that's a lot of work. So anything that's going to go out, like I'm, I, I'm willing, I want to pay people, but I also, like I want people to work and then I have to make sure I have a balance between not expecting somebody to work as hard as I work because because my my level of work is sometimes unhealthy you know yeah and I think like having those when I saw that when I saw this interaction that happened on Tuesday or yesterday one on Tuesday and a little bit on Monday I was like 
I'm I'm all serious and hardworking right now. There's no funny happening right now in me, right? And the person may have a hard time feeling the caring sometimes, right? Because, and so I'm like, okay, interesting, interesting. And I, and I realized that that there's the, those those the edges of of what I think I'm showing, and and this part of the masks, right? That in this in this space I show this, in this space I show this. When I'm in mentoring role, it's it's caring leads. Mm, yeah. When I'm in work mode, I think serious and hardworking leads. Yeah, and that's something that I'm I feel that way too, but I'm wanting to let go of that more because you know if I'm looking at like a lifelong journey of running my own business being self-employed um and i have this idea of like working is like hard and serious and Mm. structured and uh i'm trying to do it the way other people do it i think it's it it's not going to work for me long term you know i mean it's it's already not working for me um Mm. especially like being alone in my living room trying to do it um so this idea of like how to be caring but also for me like how to be creative how to be like playful and have more ease in the way I work and like how I run my business and how I manage people and how I create like, you know, structure that feels super important for me right now. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's already, we're already getting to that place of that other side, because I think that what the parts of what I'm trying to show, (laughs) don't worry. It won't, it won't come through the window. It won't come through the window. I don't think, um, I don't know how much of it you heard. That was a, motorcycle that was pretty close like, let's go um let's do the back i have a, I have a feeling that this is going to help uh add depth to the layers of the front yeah of course yeah okay let's see thank you for sharing the front all right i'll try to get closer to you so you can yeah. see it um so i have restless worried and passive aggressive. Mm, okay. All right, here we go. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find the right angle. Here we go. Fear of failure, sadness, trauma. And even hearing you read those like that you wrote. <laughs> They resonate. They resonate. They resonate a lot. So I'll let you go first. What what are what is in either one of them? One of them that you want to go into? Yeah, I mean, I think like the one that feels most uncomfortable to share is the <laughs> passive aggressive. <laughs> like I don't really like to label myself that way, but I recognize that it's and you know it's it's definitely one of those things. Like it's there's a real side of like I think being the the happy guy that like is very caring and wants the best for everyone else. And sometimes will like push stuff under the rug in order to like make other people feel good. Right. Or to like be in a space where um, I don't have to address conflict directly. So it feels like one of the biggest areas for me in my personal learning journey in my life right now is just around addressing conflict head on um, naming like what's real and, and just like, saying the thing that will potentially make people um, feel uncomfortable or, and so being okay with that. So I think that that passive side, I mean, I've seen how much damage it causes. Um, And I think mostly to me, like when I have to hold the weight 
of the things that I might not have said in the past. I think it's caused a lot of personal, I think it's just like, besides just like pain, it's like I'm carrying the heaviness that is unnecessary. So mm. really working on how to, how to release that, let that go. <clears throat> yeah. And then like worried, you know, I feel like that's, <clears throat> of course, it's like a hard thing sometimes to admit that we're like, like a, a worrier or like a fearful person, you know, but I do see that part of myself, especially, I think it, I mean, especially during this year, 2020, of course, there's like a lot of uncertainty, but I think that sense of um, what, what will happen, the, the uncertainty of work, of housing, of all these different things, like it leads to worst case scenario thinking for me. And hmm. I think that sense of worry has definitely been like a, I mean, it, it, it also, just like the passive aggressive feeling, it feels like it's a weight, an unnecessary weight, you know? So I'm really working on how to be the, I think the advice that I got was to be my own like loving grandfather that I can like kind of hold that part of myself, which I've associated as like the little like angsty teenager, Adam, mm. that's like the worrying fretting person. So I'm imagining like the old grandfather part of myself that's like hugging the young Adam and just going, it's going to be okay. You know, I'm right here. I love you. You know, even if, you know, things go down, like I got you and don't worry. It's all, it's all, it's okay. So like, I'm really working on that approach as opposed to trying to like destroy or like push the worry out. Um, yeah, how to how to kind of hold it in a in a more loving way. Man, I I really like the when you talked about like holding that space of like the grandfather, like okay, like okay, this is gonna be it's gonna be okay. It's gonna and I think that when I think about the back, when I think about my deep fear of failure, it if I if I was to really just get thoughtful about passive aggressive, I think you know, before when I talk about the front, is this serious and trying to be funny right hardworking and funny like those two sometimes conflict with each other because like if i'm being hardworking, but i'm being trying to be funny but i'm also like and you know asking people stuff about their work in a funny way they don't know that i'm really serious right yeah and then when you have to have that really hard conversation i've let it store up i'm like hey i've been making suggestions for like two months yeah like, right and then you're like then by that time, this is I passed suggestion mode because I thought I was doing it kind, right? And I think what I learned from Brene Brown with this idea that kind is clear. Oh yeah, I mean that that's clear that's, is kind. That's literally right? it's written on a post-it in my kitchen. Yeah, I mean that's been like my mantra for a while now. Yeah. And I and I know I've I've heard you talk about this, so I know that we have this in common. But it's part of our part of our identity has been like this like charismatic leader, you know, who's like very caring and really. Um, like nurturing presence that yeah. you know um, and then like the the flip side of that is like how to be that while also having those hard conversations you know not pushing it under the rug being able to be loving but also super assertive and clear in the moment yeah. without right. like dragging things on so that's I think right. that's for both of us you know it's like running running organizations and and like managing a lot of responsibilities and it's like you know it's such an important thing that i've been kind of at the forefront for me uh, yeah yeah I, I know part of my nature is just around enthusiasm positivity and yeah. adventure adventure you know so yeah. 
that's like what I'm, you know, it's very clear, you know, I love it. And so of course it's like part of my life path to slow it down, you know, be able to sit in the hard stuff and to say the hard conversations, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, and, pretty, it's become pretty clear to me. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that even, even, even thinking about that, like the part of like adventure, high energy, fun, like creative, like imagine, uh, well, I'll speak for me. When I do that, when I get to the place where I am trying to focus on the positive and keep everything nice and clean and, 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 and moving forward, I battle the idea of when can I talk about when it's struggling? Yeah. Like when can I, like, I don't want, like, so a, a post I made yesterday on Instagram, I was not going to send it. Like, I, here's what my habit is. I'll make a video in the moment. I'm like, I'll make this video. And then I'll get home and I'm going to get ready to share it. I'm like, man, that's complaining. I don't want to be sounding negative. I don't want to be. And I, what I realized is that I become very one-sided, right? Because like, I'm not sharing negative to make, to make people negative. I'm sharing a real human experience. And uh, what we're going to be trying to do is this thing on Mondays called Mindful Mask Mondays, right? How many times does my mask show up in my regular daily life where I throw this mask on because I don't want to deal with the real feeling, right? Yeah, where, I, sure. where, I, where, I, where I I put the real feeling away because I want to be fun and, and happy and, you know, go get them. And sometimes I'm just like, ah, right? Like yesterday, we had a situation with our cable provider. Like, and I was hot, right? They're, they're like just some deception stuff, right? And I'm like, they said we were in a contract for three years when I didn't even have a lease for three years. Why would I, why would I sign like a contract for cable for three years in a building where I was only had a, a, a one-year lease? That was so, and I was like, anyway, and they were talking about, well, you can buy yourself out for this amount of money. I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, like craziness, right? Like crazy stuff. I'm like, there's no way I would have signed up for that if that's what somebody was saying, right? So, oh yeah, I didn't have a lawyer read my contract for my cable. Never have before in my life. Why would I do it now? Well, obviously there's some, I missed the fine print if there's in there and I was hot. So I made this video and then so yes, last night it was like 1130. I'm like, I made a commitment to post every day, right? So I get to this video and I'm like listening to it again. I'm like, man, you can't post that. You, you're complaining. <laughs> you, you're com like, you don't, we don't want to hear you're complaining. And I was like, and then it was like, well, what, what am I going to post today? And then by the time I look up, it's already 1202. I haven't posted yesterday. I didn't post. And I'm like, so like, because I had in the moment, if I just posted right after I made it, it would have been fine, but I overthink it. So I'm telling myself, nope, you can't post that. You can't. And I think that because I, I want to be positive. I want to be like, easy going. I want to be like to spin it to all toward the positive. And I do ultimately like it's, it's what we got to deal with. We got to figure out how to deal with it. It's my, maybe it's my fault that I didn't ask better questions or whatever it may be. And, you know, I, I'm still figuring it out, but I ended up posting it. It was, it was after 12, but I said, you know what, Shanti, why are you overthinking it? Well, you worried about people judging you. Yep. That's what it is. You worry about people saying, stop complaining. Yep. You worried about that. But why did you make the video? Cause I wanted to share that there's some real stuff going on running an organization that I didn't plan and that I don't like, and that it's hard and it's difficult. And I just said, Shanti, you're spending so much time thinking about not posting it that you should have already just posted it. Oh yeah. And it's me trying to say, if I'm going to be more of this mask off, if I'm going to, 
it's not all not everybody deserves it. What we were talking about before, right? Everyone doesn't deserve to see, and we can't necessarily share it with everybody. And I I'm gonna share it with people who are willing to hear it in this way of like trying to say it's a human thing, but do we deal with it in a healthy way? Or do I store it up and I'm walking around with everybody trying to smile like I'm like I'm happy, but deep down I'm like, brah, right? And I'm and so I think it's just like for me in the work, when I tell my young men in the work, when I tell other people and parents, teachers, educators, community workers, social workers, team leaders, whoever, like, do you have a place to take off that mask? Do you have a place? Mm, do you, do yeah. you recognize when it shows up? Do you recognize when you shove everything down because you know that no one wants to hear it? No one cares about it. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. you never let it out. And so it stores up in your body. It stores up in yeah. your in your, in your cells, it stores up in your energy. And then what happens? One thing happens and it sets it all off, right? Yeah. And yeah, or, like, or we're just like holding all of it and it just affects our relationships every day and our work and how we feel and we're always tired or whatever, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the, the cost. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But it's hard, it's, it's hard to figure out how to release it all. I mean, it's complicated for me. You know, I, I've, I've struggled like finding a therapist, for instance, you know, like I find like I've worked with a bunch of I've tried things out. Hasn't felt right. I stopped doing it. Yeah. So I know that therapy is like a good idea, yeah. but I've never really had a consistent therapist. So I think that that's like an interesting thing. That's like people often talk about, you know, we should get a therapist. But I've, I've found it very, very hard to find somebody even though we live in the Bay area where there's many <laughs> coaches and therapists. But I also think that like, you know, I remember talking to a friend um, who about like, how do we release our anger? Right. Cause it's like, if we're holding on to something, I mean, I could try to go into the woods and like break sticks <laughs> and scream, but like, I'm usually afraid that somebody's going to be like, call the cops or like, I've tried to scream into a pillow. I think it's, you know, I think it's just, it is like an important thing to talk about. It's like, you know, we do hold a lot of the stuff, but it's like figuring out how we release it in a healthy way. has been like still a journey for me, man. Well, and, and, and all of those ways, right. All the, the pillows and the, and I I'm good <laughs> about giving the young people a space to do that. Right. Yeah. I want, I, know. I, want them, I, know. I want them, I want them to like, Hey, let's go, let it out, let it out. Let's go. Do you feel something coming up? Don't block it. Don't block it. You know? And then what happens is when it's my turn, when it's like, I go to my men's team and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, like, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I mean, not, not every week, but most times I'm just like, ah, everybody else got stuff going on. So I don't want to like burden with my stuff. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to just, I'll keep it back. I'll keep it back. And I think this January is when I really, I really began to feel like my grandmother passed a year ago, you know? It yeah. was a year ago in the context of, <laughs> I was like, a year ago, I was like, it happened. I didn't deal with it. I was, work started, busy, 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 busy. COVID came, busy, busy, busy. 20, well, a year later came. And I started feeling really weird in January. Like, what am I missing? What am I, what's going on? And I realized, oh, I hadn't dealt with it. I, had, mm. I, I hadn't even had, I didn't even take my time to grieve, right? And so it started coming back and I was like, are you going to give yourself a chance to let this out? You know, cause you've been storing it for a year and some people can't store it for that much. Some people you got, they got, they go to substances, they go to other unhealthy behaviors. I know me, I'm a food addict, right? Like food is one of those things. So like, I, I'll just go and have a pie cake, cookies, donuts, but I'll go and just, Oh, I feel so much better right now. And you know, two hours later, I'm just like, it, it, it was just a fleeting moment of, you know, of, of peace wasn't real 
And so I think this next phase is like, how do I, I think this mindful mask Mondays is me just coming, coming to the grips with it myself. And if I can help anybody else in, in their journey of it, maybe that's what it's going to be about. And I don't know. It's going to be hard because I'm going to feel like I'm, uh, well, I already feel it. I felt it yesterday when I posted it, right? When I announced what we're going to do starting on Mondays. So I'm already like trying to talk myself out of it somewhat. <laughs> I'm trying to talk myself, oh, you're not going to do it. But I already announced it. So we'll see what happens. I got to yeah. find the way that I get to reflect. And I, and I think that anybody who knows my work knows that I'm not out here complaining. I'm not, I'm not a person who spends a lot of time complaining. I actually outwork. But I think hopefully something in my heart is saying, if you can give more people a space that even if they don't, let me not do it in this platform. Maybe they just do it with themselves. I'm feeling this. I'm trying to pretend like I'm not feeling this, but I'm feeling this. I need to name it. Because oh, yeah. I don't, but the, if I don't even, the naming it. That's the thing, right? Cause, and I've gotten, you know, that's like another thing on my, like I'm working on this list, which is like, how, how was your day? You know? And I, and I say, you know, Oh, it was, it was, I was tired. I wasn't feeling great. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, and what, what, what was really going on there? Cause if I investigate a little bit more and I, and I work on my vocabulary and I recognize that I was frustrated and I was resentful or I was, you know, um, scattered. It's like, it helps it that I can actually address it more as opposed to, I wasn't feeling great, which is such a vague, uh, statement. <laughs> like, and I feel you on like the overeating thing for me. I mean, it, of course, it's like a lot of different things that I've been doing during COVID where it's just like, again, for me, it's like the, the part of myself that comes out is like the angsty teenager. That's like, I don't want to go to bed at 11. You know, I'm going to eat <laughs> the, and <laughs> whatever, do any, anything except go to sleep. Like, it's just like this interesting thing, like the rebellious nature that starts to come out around, like, we know what we should do to, like, be a healthy individual, but then, like, all the start, the different voices inside of ourselves that kind of throw us off course. And so, for me, again, it's, like, it's about how do I, like, recognize those voices and those things then, like, and not dismiss them, but yeah, just recognize, like, oh, it's kind of like, it's like, oh, it's like a little kid yeah it's inside of me it's inside yeah. of me right yeah or it's a monster oh. you know <laughs> or it's a monster <laughs> oh, oh where did i see that the other day i wrote i wrote something about the monster the other day oh i had a, I wanna, um like i have two like nephews uh and they're they're very different right and uh, the mom is like struggling and she's like you know um and i was like sometimes you know they're your, your little boy is no longer a little boy right the little boy turns into like something else and you're like what just happened to my little sweet boy right and yeah. all the chemicals are pushing through his body the testosterone the chemicals of and the substances they eat or whatever and all of it's coming up in the house and you're like what's going on here right and i think like uh, I, I wrote the word monsters in the sense that they begin they go from this oh little little look at how cute he is and then all of a sudden you're like did you just yell at me you, you yell at, who are you yelling at right and then you like, how did that happen so quick? Well, there's a, it's, it's, it's an evolution of growth and growing up, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. I, I think, um, 
yeah, so many things are like spinning in this conversation. I really appreciate it. Um, is, is there anything else that you feel that, yeah, I'm just taking, maybe take a deep breath and then. <laughs> if, if always, it, always. Yeah. I know it's like, we're both doing the work to, to be more aware of our, our inner world as men. And also I think it can be easy for me to step into the space of like, yeah, it's like, I kind of know, I know what's going on and I know what I need to work on and I could talk about it casually, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. The monsters are there, right? Like the little gremlins are always inside. So figuring out how to name them and then like lovingly address them in a healthy way is of course part of the work. Um, And where do I have time and space to work on them? Like when do I give myself time and space to work on them? When do I make sure that I work on them and not ignore them and push them to the side? Yeah. And how do I not, you know, I can imagine, I don't know if this is true, but it's like when you didn't, if you didn't, make that post at 1202 or you say, Oh, I missed my deadline. All of a sudden it's like shame. It's like comes flooding in. <laughs> Not enough. Shame. Absolutely. Like, you, you didn't follow your own word. Who are you? <laughs> Just like, so, and, you know, and I think that for me, yeah, there's that, that side of me on the back of the mask that I, you know, I think it's, I hold myself to very high standards in my life. And, and so I think that on the front side, it's like, I feel really good about that because it's, you know, I, I really want to be showing up yeah. in, you know, this short life that we have That's right. on the, the, the backside. It's like, if I'm shaming myself for not, there's this mix of like holding myself accountable uh, to what I say I'm going to do and really showing up. And then also just not being overly judgmental or like throwing shame and blame at myself when I don't do things or I set really high bars and then I don't do them. <laughs> it's like, this the, it's the practice though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even thinking about that, like setting the high bar and not, not meeting it. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, these goal setting people say is shoot for the stars Shoot for the moon and then at least you land in the stars, right? That's the beautiful quote, right? As long as you're like strategically moving towards the moon. But if you don't, <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's very true. That's very true, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I'm working on that stuff. It's like, for me, you know, and I think both of us, we've been running our organizations now for over like 10 years, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, How long forever forward? Well, I, I've only been full time since 2016, right? But I, yeah. I was I was doing it as a teacher on the side, yeah. I, and you know, so I was just doing it while I was teaching and whatever. So since 2004, so like 16 years, yeah. and I think even, even even looking that far back, I, I think I I feel comfortable saying the 2016, but when I say 2004, it feels a little bit hard. It feels. Uh, without context of the story, it feels really bad. It's like you've been doing this for 16 years and this is, this is all you've been able to do. Like part, that's what my internal voice, the internal negative narrative says, there's other, or, or, that new organization that has started two years ago and they got, you know, and so I, I begin, it's comparison is what happens. Yeah. Comparison gets in the way and I start yeah. comparing to others, but I don't know their journey. Just like, 
in 16 years is what I've been able to do because no one really knows my journey unless they really are, have been a part of it, you know? So yeah. 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 And how can you let that go? Cause that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not at all. At all. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't do yeah. any good. It, it's it also like, of course, you know, we could talk about like, yeah, what is a measure of success? Because if you really affect one human life, like that's way more successful than bringing in um, whatever amount of money. But but anyway, yeah, I think that's that's interesting, though, like our journeys around being like a leader and of an organization. And then like, how do we also for me, it's like moving from an artist to a businessman. Yeah. And then, but still maintaining my spirit and soul as like a creative artist, like while I'm running my business has been like a really interesting, um, I guess is a challenge I could say, but yeah. you know, this idea of like work doesn't need to look like, you know, just hard, you know, sitting in front of a computer, like that doesn't need to be what work is defined by for me. Yeah. And yet that's what I think of, like, that's when I'm working, you know? So yeah, I mean, I just joined an entrepreneurial program to help me with the back end stuff because like I I certainly, you know, I've been doing I've been like proud of myself with what I've been able to accomplish, but I'm also like recognizing I need some support. Um, yeah. So that's another thing is like recognizing like not getting down on ourselves when we're not like showing up in the way that we want to, but just actually getting the support that we need, whether that's right. hiring, hiring somebody or getting the coaching or, you know, the program support. Yeah. And I think that even, even just in that last part, right. Just where do we get to focus our attention, right? Like if you're the creative and then you're supposed to be also the business person and have the skills of HR and have the skills of paperwork and have the skills of organization. Like I've, I've come to an acceptance that Shanti, you're not really supposed to be doing it at all. But I think I was brought into a world or into my life that says you got to get, take care of everything. You, you got to oh, take care yeah. of everything. You know, you don't, you don't, you can't be just, you can't, in my house, you weren't hiring nobody to come and help with the, the five things you had to get done. You had to do them all. So you had to figure out how to multitask and to take care of the breakfast and the lunch and the groceries and the laundry and take care of the two siblings who are arguing in another room. And you're, you just have to get it done. Cause there, there's no, there's no bringing no outsider in. And when do we start, when do we change the mindset of that? When do we change the mindset of that right it wasn't like i was like what is that huckleberry finn where he hired the kids to come do his chores for him right or help paint the fences right <laughs> i wasn't i had no i wasn't like hey can you how about you take care of my, my little brother you take care of my little sister i'm gonna make some food like i wasn't sharing chores i was like you better get this stuff done you know before whatever deadline you had on it um but that's just part of the journey man and i think as 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 creative i mean i think i've never the first time I, you know, let me tell you where I remember when we first met. I mean, we may have met before, but I was at a workshop. I want to say PYE. Mm -hmm. PY, is that PYE? Yeah. The what it stands for? Partners for Youth Empowerment. Power, yeah. Partners for Youth Empowerment. I remember going to that workshop. Creative facilitation. A creative facilitation workshop. It was yeah. the first time I had ever decorated a name tag. And Shireen uh, Badawi introduced yeah. us. That's right. That's yeah. right. That, that, I think that's how I got invited to that. And I remember like the first step you walk in, you have to decorate a main tag. And I'm like, why are we doing this? I remember like, <laughs> why, am I, why am I decorating my name tag? I'm just, you know, here's my name, you know? And I remember, I remember feeling so like, like the push against the, my creativeness. Cause I never, I never, 
I mean, I was always I was getting bad grades in art class. So I was like, I'm not an artist. So I wrote my really, I remember writing my name and everybody else was putting feathers on stuff and they were putting glitter. And I just wrote my name and I started trying to, trying to add a little stuff to my name. I was like, it wasn't a creative thing. It was about Shanti. And then it was like, all right, I guess people are putting stuff on it. Maybe I'll put something on it. And I really, really, as I saw these people's masks, I mean, mask, how funny I said the word, their name tags. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, those are amazing. And I really remember feeling like I want to add more to this. Right. And it was like that's that spark to begin saying, why not you? Right. Why, why do you fight against decorating your name tag? What, 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 what messages have you been taught or been believing that says, you're too good for that, too professional for that. You're too whatever for that. And I remember the or those are the early days of starting to like open up my mind to like, hmm, let me try something. And I remember taking an activity like that to my students and having them first day of school, name tag, decorate it. Like, yeah, right. It, like, you know, you know why we do that in the training? No, not really. I mean, for, for, on, Cause I was leading, I was leading that training yeah. that was called creative facilitation about how to bring art and creativity into your work as a leader, as a facilitator, as a teacher. And yeah, we met and that was probably like 2014 or 2013. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, that's actually pretty amazing that it's been like seven <laughs> years plus that we've been jamming <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, no. the reason that, Oh, you said, what, what, year, what year did you say? What year did you say? 2013, maybe? 2013. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I think so. It seems like longer. It feels like longer, but yeah. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I, I came to Oakland 2012, so. Okay, so it had to be that 2013 then. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we have people at the beginning of our sessions with creative facilitation um, decorating their name tags, not as like a, like, um, like I'm an artist. I'm not like, my, look how cool mine is. But part of it is like, it's like a little covert way to get people to connect with each other during that intro welcoming period, which usually is very awkward, um, where people are kind of like just sitting around and checking their phones. And so it's, it's like, it's something to do that. Uh, and there's a lot of different ways in which I use this in my work, where it's like people are focused on a task, which is decorating their name tag. But what's really happening under the surface is while they're focusing and looking down, they're able to connect in a pretty easy way with the people around them that feels less pressured because they don't have to look each other in the eyes and yeah. they don't, it's, it's like an easy doorway to kind of just like feel like even the people that are not talking, they don't feel yeah. like they're, they're on the out, you know, they're not mm -hmm. an outsider because they're still part of it. And it also, yeah, it creates uh, just an opportunity to have this little bit of personal self-expression. So even in the way that you write your name, it's very different than having it printed out in a laminated like a uh, neck, necklace for you it yeah. just like it shows a little part of yourself that you you couldn't have described with words and so just that you know when people look at that they see a different side of ashanti than they would have if if they didn't so I, just, I, yeah, yeah i love that side of it yeah but of course i think the comparing mind is like it can be a demon in that situation where it's just like look how good everyone else's is <laughs> no i think ultimately ultimately it was positive i think yeah. you know, at the moment you're like Oh man, but um, yeah. Well, listen, I, 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 is there anything else you want to say before we? What I want to do is I want to give you time to like tell people what you're working on, tell people how they can find you and follow you and be a part. But is there anything more you feel like you want to say right now? Because we, the way we do this is we kind of just let it, we just talk ourselves out 
and we probably we, you and I could talk forever. We we have long conversations, <laughs> so I, I know that for sure. But in, in this true. space of the mass, is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, I think, uh, you know, well, well, one thing that I'm still grappling with is um, recognizing that, you know, vulnerability is strength and like being able to share the stuff that's hard is what actually brings connection. And, you know, sharing the things that are successes and celebrations in my life, um, it's, it can be a joyful way of connecting with somebody, but what really brings the depth is sharing what's hard. And so I, I know that that to be true. And that's the space that I am really creating with the organizations I work with uh, in my workshops. But for me to do that personally, it's, it's still, it's like a little bit of a, I'm, I'm still grappling with like, what is the best way for me to do that? You know, sometimes like one, one thing I guess that I'm realizing is that it takes like, there's a certain amount of like solitude and reflection to know what's going on so that I can actually share it with others. And um, it's, it's a mix of both spending the time to really, you know, value that enough to, to go into those spaces, but then also recognizing that I'm a verbal processor. Mm. And when I talk with people, sometimes things start to come up and it's like, oh, there is a lot of energy there and I didn't even recognize it. So yeah. I'm, um, yeah, but I think I'm, I'm on the lifelong journey of knowing myself better and, you know, not, not like um, compartmentalizing, pushing things in, but yeah. actually like really allowing it all to be, to be um, out and open. And someone just told me that when we say the things that we're ashamed of out loud, mm. you know, in front of others, like they release their power yeah. over us. And so I find that, you know, that's scary. And that's also, I think a very, just like a powerful thing to, to share, because I think that, you know, if we can really, and I've seen this a lot when I work with young people in the power of hope camp um, in this ritual that we've, that we did called heart circle where young people mm. would share, you know, some of the really hard stuff that they have dealt with in their life. And after being held by a community at this, this summer, uh, the summer camp, this youth empowerment program, we'd have like 50 teenagers and 25 adults kind of holding each other. Yeah. And then folks would say what they're, you know, what they're struggling with. And then the next day there would just be this like euphoric, like lightness and laughter. And the mm. adults would all be like, really heavy and like how can the teenagers be so joyful right now they you know they just talked about some pretty intense and horrible experiences that they've had to deal with yeah. and the young people are laughing and playing in the ocean and i recognize that like young people teenagers have the ability to like they can spit it out loud and and release it and it kind of release its power over them and the yeah. adults tend to hold it so we like I need to and we all need to work on how can we also not hold it so with so much tightness, you know, yeah. to actually say it, let it go. Yeah. Like not have these things take power over us. And that's exactly why the Million Mass Movement was created, to give people a chance to do that and recognize that you're not alone, that other people are going through stuff, too. And yeah. we got to find the space and the trust to talk about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, brother, I want to appreciate you for being here with us today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks Ashanti, for opening up the space. Yeah, yes. I, I, I have a feeling it won't be the last time. I think I have a, I have a feeling that as you're on this journey of entrepreneurship and building and creating, that we're, we're going to just keep connecting in, in so many ways. 
So how about you just tell folks how they can get in touch with you if they wanted to bring um, what you're doing late night art to your their organization or to their company or whatever, how they can find you. Just give us the information. And we'll have all links to everything in the show notes, but just let them know right now how they can stay in touch with you. Sure, yeah. So my, my organization is called Late Night Art and night is spelled N-I-T-E. So latenightart.com is the like my main spot where I'm, doing my work and is the best place to get in touch with me. Um, and we, we do work with a lot of universities right now. So I've been working with the administration and the teachers in schools who are struggling with remote learning. I'm also working with uh, groups of students who are struggling with remote learning and uh, this online education, like ridiculous situation that we're in where we have young people <laughs> trying to learn on screens every day. And so, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing is just helping bring that that cohesion, that sense of connection, even when people are remote. And so Late Night Arts, the organization, and I think the most active um, spaces to find me are on Instagram. So at um, Adam underscore Rosendahl or at Late Night Art, N-I-T-E. So those are the spots. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and like, what, what are we working on right now? Right now, like I said, we're I'm working with a lot of groups. Like next week, we're working with the um, Morehouse College um, and there's all these young men who are, um, who are just struggling because they are, these are all actually, um, young men who are in Los Angeles and, you know, obviously their, their college is in Atlanta. So they're feeling very disconnected from just having their, their freshman experience in college. And so we're doing a, a late night art session for all these young men, just to help mm-hmm. them feel more connected with each other. Um, yeah. And then I'm also, you know, a big thing that I'm working on is it's called scaling intimacy. And so this is a program I'm a part of where we're just helping people become better facilitators and experienced designers in the virtual world. So figuring out how they can put together programs that are transformational and really engaging and where people feel um, they're able to break through this like Zoom fatigue and this this kind of, um, yeah, just all the, the, the dull kind of deadening feelings that can happen on virtual <laughs> so that's that's another thing that we're up to yeah and scaling intimacy has been just a huge supporter of ever forward um and our program so we're so thankful for them and for adam for helping people learn more about what we're up to and in the million mask movement and so thank you for being on the show with us today uh we look forward to more conversations with you and to others out there. If any of you out there want to make a mask, you can go to 100kmask.com and we'll have all this information in the show notes so you can follow Adam and stay in touch with him and uh, Late Night Art and Scaling Intimacy um, so that you can learn more about how to tap into your own creative selves. So thank you for being on the show, brother. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Great to see you, Ashanti. Right on. Cheers. Peace. If what you heard today you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring, please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast, maybe like you did. Um, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Uh, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, 
please uh, send us a message, send us a, in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you, how you can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.